Greetings, adventurers, and welcome to another episode of Vitamin D&D, your weekly dose of Dungeons and Dragons, just what the DM ordered. I'm your host, Patrick, and here with me today, as always, is my fellow party member, Brady. How's it going, Brady? Doing good. Let's get it going. Awesome. And guess what? Today, guys, we're going to talk about what is Dungeons and Dragons? It seems like I guess kind of a, you know, a duh, that's what this podcast is going to be about. But, you know, I think it's a good stepping stone, kind of defining, you know, when people think about like, okay, all right, what's Dungeons and Dragons? So to start off, we're going to talk about, you know, what makes up a, a, a Dungeons and Dragons thing. And that thing is called a session. That's right. Yeah, we're... Like I said, we're just breaking it down into the basics, and this, yeah, like what we're starting with is, you know, lots of people talk about a session. So a session is basically just the time that you are sitting down with your fellow players, and is when you are going to be playing Dungeons and Dragons. That session could be anywhere from an hour to multiple hours long, and sessions will make up either a campaign which is a long or short story that overarchs either many multiple sessions or just one or a few sessions. So you'll have a campaign, which is normally denoted as a longer story, and then you'll have one-shots, which could be either one singular session or it could be just two or three sessions of that one short story. So just... Boiling that down, campaign is a long, overarching story that could last anywhere from a few sessions to a few years made up of multiple sessions down to one-shots, which are your short stories, which could be one session to just a couple of sessions. Right, and that's what a long campaign can be made up of many little short one-shots, and they all know can be smashed together to form one long story that is you know the story of the same characters all the way through and uh we, the person who tells that story is the dungeon master so now we're going to get into you know who who is part of this dungeons and dragons session so the the you know head guy is the dungeon master brady you want to talk a little bit about what he does and Yes, so a dungeon master is normally the main term for them, but they're also known as game masters or you know the game runners, whatever, but we're just going to refer to them as the dungeon masters. And a dungeon master's job is to either create a whole world and a whole story to run your players through, or it is to guide them through a pre-made campaign or story that you can find uh, examples being like, uh, Ravenloft and the Curse of Strahd or uh, Lords of Waterdeep. These are pre-made campaigns. They've already got the setting, the characters, um, the, the non-player characters, which we'll talk about in, in a minute. It has everything already made it made up in it. So all the quests, all the storylines, all the hooks, all the plot has it all made up there together. And all you have to do as a dungeon master is familiarize yourself with this story and all the parts of it to guide your players through. So as a dungeon master... All you're doing is you're facilitating this world for the players to be in, to interact with, um, to do everything in it. It's just the dungeon master's job is to guide or walk through and take these these players on the story and facilitate that story. 
Right. And so the the other people inside this D and D session, um, the other I guess <laughs> physical people, the living people, are the players, and those players they control characters, and those characters are um, you know kind of the the backbone of what makes the story because you know the dungeon master can describe a great story but a lot of what influences you know kind of where the story goes and what happened of course what happens along the way is these characters that the players play um for you know not having a better term for it um and the characters are made up of different races um you know like elves and humans and uh, those uh, races are then broken down into different classes, and so those classes might be wizards, you know, you know, shooting lightning from your fingertips, or barbarians, you know, big hulking brutes. Um, and those those characters um, interact with each other, interact with the world, um, like Brady said, the world that the, the DM has created and is guiding them through. Um, yeah. And the Dungeon Master also. Um, controls two other, or I guess, kind of other categories. Brady, you want to talk about those? Yeah. So, so dungeon masters, like Patrick said, they 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 control everything that the players themselves do not control. Which the players control their characters, and as he said, they are the combination of race, class, and backstory. So that's what the players are controlling, and then you have the dungeon master who controls. Practically everything else that isn't run or controlled by a character. So that would be all the non-player characters, which would be referred to as NPCs. These non-player characters could be anything from a bartender in the local tavern or a guard on the street or, uh, you know, a, a child, an orphan child, you know, in an orphanage that you have to get information from or find out, you know, they have a piece of advice or, or the next step of the story and it can be anything like that and then they also control the dungeon masters control the enemies so those could also be non-player characters or npcs or those are just the creatures that you are fighting against and the combatants that inhabit the world that keep you from reaching your goal so again dungeon masters control everything that the players do not control and the big things that you'll be running into are those non-player characters and the enemies, which some non-player characters could be enemies. It just kind of depends. And some enemies could become allies and allies can become enemies and, you know, that, <laughs> that whole chestnut. So, Right. Um, and so you know, the, the Dungeon Master kind of talking, um, you know, piggybacking off what you said, that what, what the Dungeon Master controls, the, they control the world. They control the NPCs and the enemies, and that kind of goes into kind of the the bread and butter of what makes the the story, the the session, and that is exploration. You know, exploring the world that the dungeon master has created, um, combat with those enemies, because you know, um, you know, a fairly big portion of Dungeons and Dragons is that combat. You know, fighting using your abilities. Um, you know, as a character, as a as a player, using your character's abilities to do combat. Yeah, because um, that's what everybody uh, wants to get into D and D for. Wants to, combat. Everybody wants to fight stuff. Um, get you know, get the good. You know, you you fight the bad guys. You get the loot. You use the loot to buy more equipment to 
go fight bigger bad guys to get more loot to get <laughs> to buy Never better gear. Never yeah. ending cycle. <laughs> and then um, last would be like the social interaction. And so, like Bray described, some of those NPCs might be like the bartender in the tavern. You know, may want you know the social interaction of. Uh, you know, talking to that bartender and kind of gleaning some information about what's happening in town and that sort of thing. That's a, that's the social interaction um, with the NPCs, and also, I mean, there's there can be social interaction between yourself and the other players because typically you're playing um, characters who they didn't grow up together, um, and so they, as they adventure through this world, they may have questions about each other or you know become friends or maybe even enemies um, and so that social interaction isn't just limited to those uh, pretend characters that or the pretend NPCs that the dungeon master makes but also the characters that the players control um, yeah and that's that's a good that's a good segue into you know that the role playing that that's a big component of what Dungeons and Dragons is and role playing is basically like it says you are playing a role so you are playing your character and this character can be very similar similar to yourself you can make it basically yourself self or you can make it whatever you want but whenever you do that depending on your race your class and your backstory all that combination is your character and it can be you know a rough and tumble gruff you know kind of veteran fighter that been around the block and seen a few things and been in lots of fights or the newcomer adventurer that wants to go out and see the world and things like that and basically you are inhabiting that character and saying and doing the things that you think that character would say and do and that's talking to like patrick said talking to your fellow party members and talking to not only you know we always refer to the the bartender but that's one thing you have to remember about this world that you're in. It's not just inhabited with the people that you have to talk to, to complete the quest or complete or to reach your goal. The world is inhabited just like our world. There are people going about their daily lives, doing their jobs, doing this, doing that. Right. The thing about Dungeons and Dragons is you can talk to anyone. You can do anything. So you could be going to, you know, the local shop to go, pick up some supplies and you see some merchants or a group of people standing on the side of the room, you can go over and talk to them. And that's where it really starts to come alive is the dungeon master would then react to what <laughs> if, you are saying. If, to if they're a good dungeon master. Yeah. If, yeah. And, and <laughs> time and stuff, but that's, that's kind of how, how it all breaks down is this, you know, the world is inhabited with not only, like I said, the people that you have to talk to, it's inhabited with everyone in that world from all the way up to the king, all the way down to the lowly, you know, pauper that's just walking the streets to everybody in between. So the world is inhabited and you have to interact with it. And that's, that's kind of where it comes down to, you know, an example of, you know, Patrick, do, do we want to do like a quick example of just like what a quick interaction would be and explaining what a normal session kind of interaction flow would be. Sure. You want to be the uh, dungeon master? Yeah. So we'll just do um, a simple thing. And th this is kind of the, the cornerstone of the whole thing. So basically Dungeons and Dragons is where the, um, the dungeon master 
describes the environment or the situation that you're in. The players describe, they listen to that, and then they describe what they want to do. And then from that, the DM narrates the results. So, and that's basically all D&D is. You just wash and repeat. So you would set up, so like this, uh, myself being the dungeon master, I would say you and your party come upon the door of a great castle that looks abandoned, has been sitting here for many years, and you come up to the door, and you see a door, but it doesn't seem to have a handle. What do you do? Okay, um, so there's no handle on the door. Correct. Okay, um, I'm going to uh, let's see. I'm just gonna I'm gonna look around at the front of the castle. Like, are there any uh, low windows that I could maybe climb up to? Um, roll a perception check. Okay. Now, stepping out for just a second. These are where your skills come in, which we'll cover later. But this is just a normal flow of what it would be. So I would ask them to roll a perception check. He would roll. Yeah. Depending then, on the outcome of that roll, if it was a good roll, he could see if there were any windows or ledges or anything he could get into. If it was low, he may not be able to see. So let's just yeah. say that he rolls a high a high roll on his perception roll. So I, he would roll, oh, that's a good perception roll. So you're able to see that there are two windows off to the side, but there is a moat that goes around the, uh, the base that you can't easily get to. So yeah, so stepping out of that um, that description, that's where it goes into this sort of cyclical events where the DM describes, like I said, what you see. The players react to that and then describe what they want to do, and then the DM narrating the results of what they wanted to do. So, and that all depends, like we said, on the roles, which we'll get into in another time. But that's sort of the basic flow of you know, seeing what you see, saying what you want to do, and then seeing what happens from what you did. It's kind of right. the basic, the basics of it. Yeah. And those, cause the, the player's actions will, you know, typically you know, it will change what like the next scenario is that the scenario is constantly evolving. And so then, you know, it might be a simple interaction of, you know, the DM describes something, the players describe their actions, then the situation is resolved. Like they got past, you know, whatever situation that they were in. Or it may be that, you know, they are continuing to try to, you know, okay, problem solve. And like I got to, you know, the characters, the players may need to continually, you know, develop a, you know, what their continuing actions are of like, okay, this one, this didn't work, this didn't work. So like, just that continuing back and forth and, you know, situations may change, you know, I, I may have been you know, poking around this abandoned castle and then suddenly a guard comes up and wants to know what the heck I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's, that's where all that, those three pillars come back into play is the exploration, social interaction and the combat. So that kind of covers the exploration. Um, and that's just a very simplified version, but you're just exploring, saying what you want to do, seeing what you see, and then finding those results. And then that could, as Patrick said, flow into there is a guard that comes up. And then you have to role play talking to that guard, trying to figure out if you want to try and charisma your way out of it and convince them to what you were doing, that it's no big deal, or talk your way out of it. Or it could also roll into the combat, which um, mm -hmm. is another thing. Um, but 
you know, touching on that social interaction and the role playing, that's where the fun really comes in, I, I think, because that's where you're inhabiting that character that you've created. And, you know, you may have created this big backstory and, you know, this, your character may have a problem with authority. And so he's right off the bat confrontational, or you could be a smooth talking con man that is able to talk his way out of anything, or you could just be a, a barbarian that just wants to kill all things. So that's mm-hmm. where that comes in with that. And then, uh, so, you know, you could talk to him and that's where your character really begins to shine. Um, but then depending on right. how that outcome comes back and that's literally just you, the character talking to in your character, talking to the DM inhabiting that non-player character. And you're literally talking back and forth as you were those characters. Um, and that's where it gets fun. And sometimes there are roles involved with that, but then sometimes it just depends on how the DM wants to, or the dungeon master wants to play it. Um, yeah. He gets to say, yeah, you talked your way out of it or, you know, roll for persuasion. Um, yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that to me, um, you know, on top of all the rules and jargon and all that stuff um, and kind of the flow of combat and social interactions and stuff like role playing can be tough for people. Um, you know, I've, in my, I've had my fair share of you know, fellow players and also uh, players whenever I was doing, you know, dungeon mastering uh, that had some trouble with kind of fleshing out that character. And that's, that's okay. Like, you know, don't feel discouraged by, like, having those struggles. It's It can be a weird thing to do for people. Um, it is, and it, it takes some getting used to, but there's, there's also different styles of role-playing. So there's the style of completely inhabiting your character where you do the voices or you know you take on the physical stances of that character as you're talking to them and waving your hands around and and all that (laughs) but then there's also just the describing what your character does so maybe if you don't feel too comfortable with inhabiting your character but you still want to play you could just say instead of i walk up to the guard and i say well, how dare you? This is my estate. I've been gone for so long and blah, blah, blah. And have that interaction to where your character could, you just say as the player, you say, I would like to talk to the guard and try to convince him that this is my house and I've been gone for so long. And right. then, and so it's the same, would, yeah, it's the same interaction. Um, but it's, it's just done two different styles and just depending right. on your comfortable, your, your comfort level. Right. But yeah, so then um, you know, that's kind of the social interaction, and then we'll just quickly cover combat and the basics. Not not necessarily basics, but just a condensed version of how combat would take place. So, depending on how it came about, you would come into combat, and you would roll initiative, and that just determines your order of who attacks when. And then from there, you just take turns in that order doing whatever you want to do. You could attack, you could try to run away it it just it's all up to you but that's basically how (laughs) very very simple versions yeah and we'll we'll get into that um, yeah well uh that's that's definitely a whole episode all to itself um because in combat there's so much going on Um, but it basically breaks down to you each player and non-players or enemies taking their turns doing whatever they want to do and then until that conflict is resolved, whether everybody or they, they kill all the people or the threats or 
the party gets killed or it is resolved through diplomacy. But it just there's a myriad of ways that it could go down. But that's kind of the basics of combat where you take turns doing what your character can do, either in a fight or talking. So But yeah, so that pretty much sums up the the main three kind of main pillars of what D&D is. Um, but what it really boils down to is, you know, there's all this technical mumbo-jumbo and the role-playing and the exploration and social interaction and the combat, but what it really all boils down to is having fun. Right. And, you know, that's that's why I enjoy doing this. That's why I enjoy... No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't played a game of D and D in several months, but I still love reading about it and talking about it. And so, like for me, the fun just continues on past that. Yeah, and I think that's we was talking about that barrier to entry. I think that's where a lot of people think, well, I won't be good at it. I won't be good in combat, or I won't be good at this or that. That doesn't matter. You know, you could. I wouldn't say there are any bad players, but it doesn't have to be a thinking of winning and losing. It's just about interacting and having fun. So there, there shouldn't be that fear of, well, I, I won't be good at it. I, I won't be a good player. That doesn't matter as long as you're having right. fun. And that goes for, for dungeon mastering as well. Like don't be put off by thinking, Oh, that's a lot of work or I, I don't think I could improv that well. It's like, just don't worry about it. Cause I mean, it, it is a lot of, it can be a lot of prep work, but as long as you're having fun and your friends are having fun or the people that you're playing with are having fun, that's really all that it comes down to. Yeah. And um, kind of going back to you know the will I have fun or will I be good at it, um, one, one role of the Dungeon Master we didn't really talk about is as a guide, like the Dungeon Master is also there to guide the players in their playing of the game um, because – you know, every single person who's played Dungeons and Dragons, they were all first-time players at some point. Um, you know, even Gary Gygax, um, he was a first-time player of Dungeons and Dragons at one point, and so yeah, and he was the know, creator of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, he he had to he had to learn how to how this game was going to be played, um, and so everybody learns needs to learn how to play. Um, and Every so expert was a beginner at one point. Right. And so that's one thing, you know, and Dungeon Master, you know, if they are aware that, you know, a player is new and the player may struggle with certain things, like, should help that player. And, like, that's one thing that can, you know, then make the experience even more fun is you know, this, this, if you feel like you struggle with a part of the game, whether it be role playing or the social interactions or the combat and that sort of thing, if you've got to, you know, your dungeon master can help you, like, experience those things and have a good time. Yeah, exactly. So that's going to wrap it up uh, for this episode of Vitamin D&D, uh, where we talked about what the basics of what D&D is. Uh, make sure you join us for future episodes where we go in more depth about each one of these things that we've talked about and many other topics regarding D&D and how to play. Uh, make sure you check out our Facebook group, Vitamin D&D podcast Facebook group. Hit us up there. Put in any questions you might have or anything like that. And also, if you have any questions or any topics that you want us to cover in depth, you can hit us up on our email, which is vitamindndpodcast at gmail.com. That's vitamin D, the letter N, D, podcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us all your questions or 
any topics you want us to cover more and uh, we'll we'll try and get back to them and we'll get them into our future episodes as we can but that's going to do us for our podcast episode today so make sure you join us on the next one and we'll see you after the long rest Thank you.